0: You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach Andrea LaRosa and my co host and producer Kanan John Dewey.
1: Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the
0: bad things that make me. You think that was long enough? That's long enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey yes. listeners. Hello, hello.
2: <laughs> Thank you for joining us again today.
0: Yeah, we love when you guys come back to listen to us mm-hmm. over, over and over and over and over and over. Again. And over.
2: Because basically Sorry, making
0: everything sexual. Well, no, the more you
2: listen, the better you are at dating and relationships and it's only going to help you listening, honestly. I mean, that's all we want is for you to have like the healthiest best relationship possible.
0: Absolutely. Well,
2: I mean, Andrea is certified to help us all. And I'm here to, like, I don't know, entertain you.
0: (laughs) I wish everyone could see you right now. Oh, wait, they can if they subscribe to Patreon. Yes.
2: And right now I'm actually in the bathroom because... Honestly, if I'm not gonna lie to you, I was I've been nude all day and I did not feel like getting dressed. I did put on clothes for a hot second today because I had to take some pictures because I got a new t-shirt in the mail. I have a clothing line now. It's called cane wear. And I had it, I wanted to take a picture because I got in the mail. I was like, oh, that is so cute. I should take a picture real quick. So I did that. And then I got back out of my clothes again. So yeah.
0: Well, I mean, your bathrobe looks amazing. It looks really comfortable.
2: I'm oh gonna really, sexy. It is. I think I got it on Amazon. Mm. it's a it's a, it's not terry cloth it's something i forget what kind of fabric it is but it's really comfortable i've had it for like a minute now i suggest everyone have a bathrobe
0: at home we should do an episode in our bathrobes
2: we really well we should do every episode in our bathrobe. who knows maybe that oh should God. be our thing that'd be so hot and well at least for this season because it's all about sex right
0: it is. Yeah. yeah. How perfect is that if we yeah. decide to start recording all of these episodes in our bathrobes? Yeah. And we maybe we'll get a couple of them and switch it off and on. And I'll have a sexy one and I'll have a cozy one. And I know.
2: Start wearing laundry. I'll start wearing harnesses in the freaking shows and stuff. Hey, you never know.
0: Then you guys are going to want to see us.
2: Yeah. That's going to be for paid subscribers. I mean, it's not going to turn into no OnlyFans thing. So No, no. So, I take sexy photos sometimes that i want to post online and i always ask my husband about it that's i think he kind of likes it sometimes i think when he sees these pictures he's like oh that's my husband and everybody else gets to see that and then you know because he's always like grabbing me up touching me squeezing my ass grabbing my hips he's like all his hands are always on me i love it sometimes i get moody and i don't love it as much but For the most part, I fucking love it. I like the way he just manhandles me all the time, which is kind of what today's show is about, you know, not allowing your sex life to get basic.
0: Right. So for our listeners, uh, we realized last week that we didn't give you half of the information we wanted to talk about, about whether your sex life is basic. So we are back with part two Mm -hmm. and we really want to talk about some of the tips and the information and Just the conversation that we kind of missed out on last week. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know Hayden and I were talking about whether or not like we got super sidetracked, but Mm -hmm. we didn't. It's just there's so much to cover about having a basic sex life.
2: There is a lot to cover. I just you know you know as a producer and as a listener and as a co-host, I just want to make sure that you, the listener, is getting the most value, not for your buck, but the most value from our show. And I just I know sometimes you know I kind of just go off,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which I think is why people like listening to us. But with that said, we're going to jump right in. And if anyone caught our live pre-show on Facebook, mm-hmm. we had touched a little bit on talking about how your routine can kill your sex life. Mm-hmm. And we get into routines, especially Mm -hmm. if you've been with your partner for an extended amount of time. And Mm -hmm. most definitely if there are children involved, because children need a routine. Oh, yeah. So you have to have a routine for your kids. Mm -hmm. And routines are nice. We like Mm -hmm. to have a routine. You know, if think about the simplest routine you have, you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth first. Do you get up and wash your face, brush your teeth? What do you do? What's your routine? Go downstairs, have your coffee. You have a routine, whether you notice it or not. Yeah. Now to spice up that sex life, you might need to break that routine a little bit. Yeah. It's like wake up 10 minutes earlier. Mm -hmm. Surprise
2: BJ's, you know, or surprise. What do you call it when you do it to a woman? Because I know it's a blowjob for a guy, but eating out, a surprise. (laughs) I don't. I don't know.
0: I'm I'm, surprise dinner out.
2: (laughs) A surprise vaginal play. I don't know. Whatever it is, surprise your lover. Whether it's, I mean, dressing sexy or just. A surprise sex act that they don't expect.
0: It could be anything. It could Mm -hmm. be a surprise reach around in Mm -hmm. the morning when you're cuddling. It could be some surprise kisses. Maybe you Mm -hmm. don't even kiss your partner in the morning. Mm -hmm. Surprise them with some kisses or some cuddles.
2: It's not, I guess you would say it's a routine, but I think it helps. I kiss my husband as soon as I wake up every day. Before I get out of bed, I look at him. And usually he he when I'm coming near for some for some weird reason, he always wakes up. Um, we kiss oh. each other and then I go on with my morning. That's when I go on to like do my little morning routines that I have to do. But yeah, the kissing, I feel like the affection part is important mm-hmm. because when it happens and when it's unexpected, at least for me as not a certified uh, dating expert, but just as a person. It constantly keeps my husband in my mind sexually in a way like, oh, I remember that time he squeezed my chest and called me a little term of endearment and kept it moving. It didn't turn into full on sex, but those little things.
0: It doesn't need to. And as the dating experts, I'll mm-hmm. tell you why that's so important. <laughs> that keeps connection. Yeah. You can't have a real bond with someone without connecting. You mm-hmm. need to be connecting regularly with your partner. Mm -hmm. you can't just coexist. Mm -hmm. So having that kind of routine where you say, good morning, give a kiss, that's allowing you to connect first thing Mm -hmm. of the day. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing that you do. Mm -hmm. That is that connection. It maintains that bond, Mm -hmm. even if it's part of your team, doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I like it. And I feel like because we do stuff like that, it keeps things a little fresh. No, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we do get in our ruts where, you know, either he's stressed out at work or I'm preoccupied with something. You're just not in a sexy mood. And sometimes that can last a while. What are like, that's, I feel like that's inevitable, especially the longer you're in a relationship. I think so naturally as humans, we start to take things for granted, you know? Oh, Mm -hmm yeah, they're naked next to me, but I can can see them naked for the next five, 10 years. So I don't need to rush it. So how do we combat those feelings to be able to keep things spicy
1: in our relationship?
0: Right, I see where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. To be able to see your partner differently rather than constantly looking over in the same body I've seen for the past 12 months, the past 12 years, Mm -hmm. but it's just the same, same person, same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's gotta happen outside the bedroom. It has to be done on a regular basis. So for example, finding a new hobby together, finding something new to do, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the weekend comes along and you look to see what's going on in your community. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, honey, there's this new exhibit. Let's go mm-hmm. check it out. It's not something that we would normally do, mm-hmm. but let's just try something new together. When you're trying something that's new for both of you, it allows you to bond Because it's a new experience. You're both a little bit nervous. You're not really sure what to expect. You're the two newbies coming into the situation together. Now, if you're experienced and your partner isn't, you're not at the same level. You want to do things that allow you to be on the same playing level. Trying new experiences that are new for both of you together allows you to connect on a different level. Then what you'll see is that kind of spills into your intimacy, which spills back into the bedroom. Hmm. And that will actually keep you a little bit spicier because mm. you have these new experiences together. Mm. Otherwise you roll over and you're like, eh, it's the same person, same thing, same day, whatever.
2: Who gives a shit? Exactly. You know, it's funny you mention that because I noticed that when, I'm, when we're choosing things to do together, unless it's something we love and we have a membership to it, I tend to shy away from things that we're not doing together for the first time, even something as simple as a movie. like if we want to both see a movie, let's say I have a friend that wants to see it because he's a huge fan, and I go with him. but my husband also wants to see it. It feels weird doing something that I've already done with my husband. It's always like I feel like the best situation is where we're both walking into it completely brand new, whether it's a restaurant, a movie, a uh, uh, a, a new theme park adventure, yes. a road trip. Cause there've been places I visit on my own. And when it comes to us planning things, those places are usually off the list because it's like, yes. it's not something we can both do together for the first time. Huh?
0: Right. Like the movie example, if your friend really wants to see this movie and your husband really wants to see this movie, go for the first time with your husband, mm. see it a second time with the friend who yeah. cares if you're experiencing it for first with the friend.
2: Yeah. I I kind of wish I did it the other way cuz when I one night he was sitting and watching the movie that I'm thinking of. Aww. I mean, he didn't get through it cuz I, I I I gave my review of it too soon. I was like, "Oh, it's it's boring. It's longer than when he was watching." I think he fell asleep like in the beginning of the film. I mean, it would have been different if we would have went this, to the theater together. Yeah. But at home it's a totally different experience. So yeah, I I kind of I don't regret anything I do with my friends. But I do wish like things that my husband is interested in, I want to do them with him first because it it just, it adds something like all those little things. I feel like constantly keep my husband at the forefront of my mind. It's like, Ooh, we can do this together. And those feelings, like you said, it does flood over into other areas where when I do see him, I do get excited because Mm of all the many, many things that we've done together.
0: We forget that When you have a first, it can only happen once. You can only have a first reaction to any situation one time. Yeah. It's a first for a reason. It is Mm -hmm. the first. Mm -hmm. So if you are experiencing anything for the first time, even like you said, a new restaurant, maybe Mm -hmm. there's this cool new fusion restaurant that opened up. You go with your friend and you experience it there with them first and you have this crazy experience you're like oh my goodness this is amazing honey Mm -hmm. let's go to this restaurant together it's so crazy and you go together and then you're watching him have his first Mm -hmm. and you are experiencing your second which means Mm -hmm. your excitement's going to be like oh
2: yeah killed a little bit and then you'll even start to try to wish they recognize certain things that you saw the first time so instead yes. of you like being fully engaged in the experience you're like oh wait wait, they're about to do this thing you need to pay attention then it kind of like uh...
0: versus you experiencing it for a first time together and having mm-hmm. that shared excitement of oh my god that was crazy can you mm-hmm. did you see that i saw mm-hmm. did you taste this like mm-hmm. that excitement of mm-hmm this was the coolest experience I am on cloud nine. I am on a natural high because we're sharing this experience together. And now we're going to go home and have sex. Amazing sex. Yeah. And I think it's
2: only because it's, it's like you said, you're excited. And almost like when you feel like a kid again, you're you're just those feelings of happiness. But I guess as an adult, because we've gone through puberty and we have the hormones, instead of that kind of excitement, it just feel a little differently. So I would imagine you get home, you're sitting there, you're talking about the experience, you give a kiss, the kiss turns into a little bit more. It doesn't happen all the time. Right. But I, I definitely agree that it adds so much to the intimacy.
0: Right. And let's just throw this out there. Don't expect it. To be more, I feel like we have to say that. Don't expect a shared experience to always turn into more intimacy in the moment. For whatever reason or not, it may not turn into that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's a lost cause. It's not. I want you to understand, listeners, that it is worth it to build upon. To yes. keep building and building mm-hmm. and building. Even if your partner, he or she, doesn't want to have sex in that moment, there mm-hmm. might be other things at hand. So don't yeah. assume anything. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been together, partners always assume shit about the other person. Mm-hmm. And I I try to get men to understand when it comes to women, when it very specifically when it comes to straight couples women understand with other women and men, you guys have different, uh, physiological needs anyways, but men and women, when they are together in a relationship to understand that women menstruate every 28 days, Mm -hmm. that means our body is doing some weird shit at weird times. Mm -hmm. So if we are not Sorry, guys, I'm getting really graphic here. If we are not currently bleeding, it doesn't mean there's other shit happening with us. Mm-hmm. We get need to become to- more
2: desensitized to yes. the female anatomy. We get anatomy, bloated, honestly.
0: we get headaches, we get mm-hmm. backaches. Some women tend yeah. to get really bad cramping. Mm-hmm. We do not. Feel sexy in the mm. least bit when that shit is happening.
2: Yeah. And I mean, guys, think about it, when you have you. gas, do you want to have sex? When you have heartburn, <laughs> do you want to have sex? When you're like, have, I mean, men don't go through nearly the amount of pain that women go through, I would imagine. But on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Right. So, yes. yeah.
0: <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there. I know that was like a left turn there, a little tangent, but it's no, important but it, to remember. So I think it's like
2: out of sight, out of mind, if you're removed from something, you really, like we always say, have empathy, have empathy. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can have empathy, but unless you're actually in the person's shoes, it's really, truly hard to imagine the extent of what you're going through on a daily basis. So you have to say these things to remind people that, yeah, there's a week out of the month. I don't want your dick anywhere near me, but the Mm -hmm. other three weeks, sure. like-
0: (laughs) You know, I'll, I'll share a little eh, something. <laughs> uh, and this has happened with two ex-boyfriends, actually, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing to me. And it's become a huge pet peeve of mine and become a trigger, which really sucks because now mm-hmm. it's something I have to work through. I cannot stand when a boyfriend is giving me a back massage because he's trying to be sweet and kind and then expects me to sleep with him afterwards. Mm. Because for me personally, there is nothing that turns me on about you giving me a massage. It relaxes me and I want to fall asleep.
2: I would imagine so. I don't, I can never understand why massages and spa things are intertwined with sex because when i'm in a spa i'm tired when i get out like the last thing i mean maybe if i'm having like alcohol maybe it's a little different but for the most part i just want to go lay down so. yeah
0: so and this is just everyone but this is <laughs> it, this has happened to me with two ex-boyfriends where yeah. it was And the most recent one got really angry the next day. And he was just like, I can't believe it. Like I gave you a massage. I thought we were cool. And was just like, "Um, we are cool. But like Mm -hmm. I fell asleep because that's what happens when you massage me. And Mm -hmm. I really liked his massages, but he thought it was leading to sex. And for me, that's just not how I roll.
2: You know, I feel like we should talk about this because I've been guilty of this too. And you brought this up because of what he said. And I have been guilty of this. Like this weekend, like I got frustrated with my husband and I made some comments at a dinner, you know, alluding to certain things because I was angry. And you mentioned that this guy, he got angry at you the next day because you didn't allow him to have sex. What is it about us men that if... We don't get to use our penis in a way that we want to use it in that moment. It makes us fucking angry the next day. Like I don't or, or within a few moments. I don't like, is it the testosterone? Is it because if I if there have been times where I would try something with my husband and he would be like, no, 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 I'm not in the mood. The next day, forget it. I'm just like
0: that's a, a pissy, great pissy question. bitch.
2: Pissy bitch.
0: But you're the one with the penis. So I'm going to let you answer that.
2: (laughs) Well, it's because I didn't get to do this, whatever it is that I wanted to do. So I don't know. Like you've heard stories about blue balls, you know, which is, you know, we've talked about in previous Mm -hmm. episodes before, and that's complete bullshit. But there is something that happens inside of a male. I guess when you get to the point where you're so horny and you don't get that release, maybe that's why they keep certain animals from ejaculating before things, or they tell certain athletes not to have sex or not to masturbate before certain things, because it does make you like angry. And, and usually the day after that happens, I'm like focused. I'm like ready to build something, do something like,
0: and it's, it's just. Let (laughs) me ask you this. Do you think that happens to women?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Does it?
0: Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. It absolutely happens to men and women equally, except I think ours comes out a little bitchy. <laughs>
2: okay, bulb, so huh?
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah,
2: light bulb. So whereas men become aggressive and like uh unhinged practically, women just become bitchy. And- right.
0: Ah. And I can't speak for men and I can't, I'm not a doctor, so I can't speak on the physiological side of things, but think of it this way, what happens to you emotionally and mentally in that moment, you feel rejected.
2: Yes. You don't feel sexy anymore. You feel like you're not good enough. And, you know, it has happened on a few occasions in my relationship And then I start to go down this, 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 um, rabbit hole of, oh my God, is my sex life basic? Am I good enough? It's because I don't look like one of those black football players that my husband's always liking their images on. But at the exact same time, he's always affectionate with me. He's always touching me. You know, he does certain things to my surprise at times just the little things he does that assures me that he is very much into me mm-hmm. but for some weird reason in those moments when you get rejected maybe once or twice or three times you start to feel like oh i'm not sexy anymore or 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 it's something i'm doing it's become a, i'm am i a bitch am i turning him off sexually is this just, and it i guess at the end of the day it has nothing to do with me
0: right but our egos are so sensitive so yeah. sensitive and you know if you think about like the 10 compliments that he's given you and then this one rejection the one thing we get stuck on is that one rejection yeah because it's affected our ego yeah
2: and i think that applies to almost every freaking thing in life yeah. it's like when we post things so if there's about social media you know a whole bunch of your friends can like it. But then that one person didn't like Mm -hmm. you. Like that bitch hates me. I can't, I don't know what I did. Why doesn't she, I I don't, you go down that whole rabbit hole. So it's like our egos constantly need to be like headed like a little kitty cat. Like, Mm -hmm. I love you. It's okay. It's okay. But I guess we need to get away from needing that.
0: Exactly. And that's really difficult to do. It's really hard to put the ego aside to say, No, it's a, this happens. Think of the other 10 great things that this person has done for me. And that does spiral us into this basic sex life then, because then we become cautious. Mm -hmm. We don't want to try new things with our partner because what if they reject us? I can't handle any more rejection, but Mm -hmm. they accept you and they love you. And they show that 10 times for this one. I'm not feeling it tonight. Yeah, which also has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it has to do with them. Yeah. So then we become very basic in our sex life because now we don't want to try new things. Mm-hmm. Which I'm brings scared. us to, I have them highlighted on our notes that we never talked about. I want to make sure we talk about this time. We said <laughs> we're talking <laughs> when we were planning it, um, role play and sex sexy lingerie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know from friends and from people that I've spoken to that there are some people that just freaking refuse to do it they just hate mm-hmm. role play they hate lingerie i dated a guy who so i went from one guy to the next guy next relationship it sounds like I get around <laughs> We all <And> do. <laughs> the first one loved the sexy lingerie, loved mm-hmm. it. In fact, mm-hmm. I bought more outfits for him and he, re- he, re- made me feel sexy because he liked it. Yeah. So that relationship ended. I got into another relationship and I swear to God, he didn't ever really noticed it. I could stand in front of him and something. And he, he was just like, cool. We do this. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that sucks. Right, but that happens. But the point is, I'm curious of what your thoughts are about men and women creating situations in the bedroom, whether it's lingerie, whether it's, you know, clothing in general, or if it's a role play.
2: I think, well, you can turn on any gay pride event, you can see that gay men. fully embrace costumes at, to some extent there's like I follow so many men now because before I was a little scared because I was like oh I don't want people to know that I'm gay or yeah yeah, yeah. but now I'm like fuck it, I don't give a shit but so I found a lot of them, and a lot of gay men you know either we're into uniform fetishes or there's the uh leather fetish or there's a sportswear fetish or there's the dapper guy fetish or there's a suit fetish or there's the the um construction it, we have so many fetishes, um, all people do. I think that gay men and gay women explored a little bit more in the open, which allows, you know, I guess a little bit more to happen. And I think it's actually very important, sexy underwear stuff, because if you're wearing it, not only does it help your husband or your your wife or your your partner, whoever they might be, it helps yourself or it helps me when I wear something sexy. Yeah. I want my husband to look at me and be like, Oh mm, my God, he looks so good. But I also want to look at myself in the mirror and be like, damn, I'm hot. I actually think it's kind of important to find yourself sexy and what you're wearing as well as wanting your husband to find you sexy, because it only adds to the sexiness. I keep saying the word sexy, but it's, it's important. It only adds to it. I feel at the end of the day, like if I take a picture in a harness and I send it to him,
0: So I'm curious what you think about this. If a listener right now is going, oh my gosh, I really want to try this with my partner, but I'm just Mm -hmm. so timid. What do you think is a good starting point? Because films and porn give all the wrong (laughs) messages. Yeah,
2: I think, well... If your partner is okay with surprises, I think just surprising them sometimes, you know, there's nothing wrong with blindsiding your partner a little, as long as it's not something that's extreme. Let's say, you know, you're usually the girl or the guy that wears sweats all the time. You know, you you go to work, you come home, you have your hair, however you have it. You look very, you know, relaxed all the time. I think a lot of us look relaxed all the fucking time. Um, so, maybe showing up one day, you know, in a sexy outfit. He comes, I remember one time uh, my husband's at work and I usually, at that time I was a waiter. I didn't buy a lot of sexy stuff, but I was a waiter. So he usually saw me in either my waiter uniform or like just a casual outfit. But once I bought this really cute red onesie thing, it basically just covered my crotch and that was it. The rest of it was like strings all over my body. And he came home one day from work. He worked in New York City at the time. He walked in the door, and I was standing there with a wine glass. I swear to you, we didn't get past the, the little front door area. We had sex right there. It helps. And I think, yeah, when you (laughs) see yourself in it, it feels good. And when they see you in it, it. Wait, what was the question again? Because I feel like I went back to the last question.
0: (laughs) Okay, I got distracted by your story. It was just so good.
2: A role play,
0: like for somebody who wants to start or try and is uncomfortable and not familiar like what's a good starting point I think (laughs) but that's a good starting point yeah
2: blindsiding them basically and not a negative way like I was saying but just you know if you're a girl and you like some of that Fenty lingerie that's coming out that really sexy stuff don't tell your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or they that you're doing it just buy it and when they come home one day you know have it on. Or since everyone loves to look relaxed all the fucking time these days, (laughs) dress real sexy. I know we've talked about it in other episodes where you said, um, I forget, please forgive the three C's Mm -hmm. about your dress code. You don't go too much, but then you don't look like a slob on your date. If you're in a relationship with someone, I think One day you should just go all out, you know, take out your, your fuck me dress or your, that little small black dress that you save or the really uh, fitted shirts and pants that the guys may have somewhere, Your, your sexiest outfit, take it out sometimes because I feel like visuals help. We are all visual. Porn is a visual. So if there's anything we can take from porn, maybe it's excite your person, the other person visually, however that may be.
0: It's so funny that you're just talking about that. Cause I agree. I do agree. Mm-hmm. We are visual creatures. We need to see my ex and I, um, I kept pushing for like, I want to do like a fancy date night, even if it's a fancy date night in and we just order takeout. I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it because I wanted a reason to get dressed up and put on a sexy dress for him and look mm-hmm. good for him. Mm-hmm. And he saw it as pressure to be taken out to a fancy date where he'd have to come up with a plan mm-hmm. and he'd have to get dressed up. And he wasn't understanding that it wasn't really actually about him in that way. It was about me wanting to look good for him, yes. me wanting to get sexy for him. And it never happened. It just never ended up working out because he just was completely missing the point. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we do, we need to make that little bit of effort. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do, and I cannot believe I'm about to tell all of our listeners this, <laughs> is to throw on some sexy lingerie. Mm-hmm. cute pair of heels mm-hmm. and a nice coat mm-hmm. and show up for a date mm-hmm. and no dress, no nothing. Just that sexy lingerie with a coat. I know it's Ooh. cliche. It's cliche. So, like,
2: cliches work. That's why they're cliches. Hello. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like,
2: duh, it tried and true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Nothing excites your partner like that kind of surprise where they mm. didn't have to put any effort into it. Mm. You show up with mm-hmm. this sexy outfit, or here's another one for ladies show up to your date with no underwear on. Mm. Whether you're in a dress, dress is even better. Yeah. But no matter what you're wearing and tell your partner, During not wearing the- any underwear.
2: Wait, when should you tell them at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day? But towards the end of the day, because I would imagine like in the middle of the day where you just get your entrees and you just take your first bite and you're just like, oh, I'm not wearing any underwear. Yeah. (laughs) So now while he's eating or she or they're eating this delicious meal, they are visually picturing your genitals.
0: (laughs) And they are wondering how long do I have to take to eat this? Can I eat this meal in five minutes and get the bill and can we get the hell out of here?
2: Yeah, because. We could do it in the car because she or he or they have on underwear. It's like for men, I think wearing a jockstrap could be feeling sad. I know straight guys may be like, oh, it's weird. I don't know what the equivalency of that is for straight. I knew men that wear kilts, Mm, straight men that wear kilts feel sexy in them. And oddly enough, I know around our country, you know, people are very conservative about what men and women should wear. But I kid you fucking not. When I wear kilts, I get hit on by so many women, so many women. So I would like to say to men out there, don't be afraid to try different things to, you know, attract different lovers. Like if you're into something, do it. I know there's men out there that enjoy wearing like tight jeans for whatever reason. They're not gay, but they enjoy it. Do it. I mean, whatever makes you feel sexy, do it, you know?
0: Well, that's the thing. Your sex life is going to stay basic if you yourself are not feeling sexy. Yeah. And you cannot rely on your partner to make you feel sexy. It's yeah. unfair to your partner. Yeah. You have to do it yourself, which means, mm. again, we talked about this last week too. You have to communicate what you need to mm-hmm. feel sexy, mm-hmm. you need to have that conversation. Uh, of what turned you on, mm-hmm. don't leave it to be a guessing game, mm-hmm. have the conversation of, you don't have to have it in the middle of sex. You don't mm-hmm. have to be in the middle of the act and trying to have a conversation about it. But afterwards, maybe say like, you know, I really like when you did X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. Yeah. That really was, that was hot. Guarantee you, you're going to get more of that the next time. And then next time they'll step it up another notch. Ooh, I really like when you did this, Mm -hmm. then they'll step it up again. Mm -hmm. And to the point where like, you have to work on your sex life. You have to work on your relationship. You have to work on your sex life. You can't just expect shit to just happen. And if you think that's the way it's going to be, then you're going to have quite a disappointment when it comes to relationships and sex in the relationship.
2: Yeah. It's like all these little tiny details and actions help the bigger picture. It's like, think of, I like to think of a relationship or finding love, or once you get in a relationship, think of it as like a beautiful, fine art painting. Okay, you start with the canvas, but then you have to slowly fill in the colors and the details. And then what, I mean, the finished product I would say is... (sighs) This is a little sad, but it's when the relationship ends. But the entire time that you're together, you're building this big, beautiful picture, whether it's going to be a small one that might get sold right away, or it can be this grand piece of art that's like Like a mural. A mural that's like breathtaking because you've you've spent so much time working on it. But that's what a relationship is. It can either be a cheap throwaway um lithograph print, or it can be what you just said, a vast, beautiful mural. And it's really, it's, it's the work you put into it on both ends. at least.
0: Absolutely. And I don't know. I just, I think, I think talking about your partner and feeling comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to have like a conversation of what you like and what you don't like, Mm -hmm. a very calm adult conversation can be a sexy turn on just in itself. It doesn't mean you have to go having sex right after the conversation, but sometimes it can. Yeah. So like, that's how you build Mm -hmm. that's how you bond Mm -hmm. that's how you connect yes so like ultimately i know we've talked about different ways to help make sure your sex life is not basic Mm. and to add some spice but ultimately your goal is to have a better connection with your partner yes and to be able to have the conversations. I know sex is one of those conversations that is really hard to have with someone. I don't know why we've made it so difficult for people to feel comfortable talking about sex.
2: Because we're uncomfortable with the person, we're uncomfortable with ourselves. And until we can get comfortable with ourselves, we cannot be comfortable talking about things with our partner. I I think think
0: as a society, we're uncomfortable with it.
2: Exactly. I think that's like an American thing, or I'm sorry, I was watching this something the other day and it kind of corrected me. I I, I didn't realize I've been stupid this whole fucking time. When we, in America, we say, oh, see, I did it again. It's the USA. America is the whole fucking thing. And I'm always like, America, like uh, America, this America, that, but it's the USA. America is like all three fucking, anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Any fucking way. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's all the little small things and it's just gonna make the relationship better. And we have to be able to communicate with one another. In our wonderful United States of America, there's a lot of Puritan ideas, a lot of conservative concepts that are keeping us from connecting with each other because uh, we're worried about what our neighbor is gonna think or our pastor is gonna think or our coworkers are gonna think. I wish, or I hope at some point we can break away from that because until we break away from that, we are gonna be uncomfortable having these conversations we're going to be uncomfortable saying to our wife or our husband or whoever I want to fuck you in the ass something as simple as that you know that's why I think people go out and find uh sex workers and cheat on their partners because they're uncomfortable with the conversation but I think those things leads to you know unplanned pregnancies STDs drama so let's reduce all of that by just having the fucking conversation
0: Right. Because if you think about it, this is the one person you should feel comfortable talking to. This is the one person, if no one else that you can talk about these things, it's just the two of you in the situation. No one's listening in. Nobody's watching you. No one's eavesdropping. Mm -hmm. It should be a very private conversation between you and your partner except for us when we share yeah, our yeah. intimacies on our podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I ask my husband all the time. Is it okay that I talk about some of this stuff? He says, yes, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
0: I always wonder if my own experiences play a role in uh talking about these topics as well and airing in these on our podcast. So my apologies, I hope I'm not offending anyone who I've ever dated. I try not to name names and I try not to give specific details, but it is what it is. (laughs) With that said, hopefully we gave you guys some decent tips about spicing up your sex life. Yeah. But remember, and I want to say this in every single episode, consent consent is sexy. So make sure even if it's with a partner of years and years mm. and years, you mm. still have consent.
2: Mm-hmm. Even if you're blindsiding them with that thing I was talking about, whatever it is that you want to come up with, they still have to say, yes, let's go further. just yeah. Right.
0: You're not going to sign them by putting your dick in them all of a sudden. Yeah, like, no, surprise. No. When
2: I was talking about that earlier, I was talking about <laughs> outfits or maybe a surprise right. adventure, nothing that involves inserting Hydration? or take exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: With that said, consent, consent, consent.
1: Yes, please. Anyways, consent.
0: So please give us a like, give us a follow on Spotify, Apple, any of any of them. Uh, follow us on Patreon.com if you mm-hmm. want to see us. And I'm telling you, listeners, you want to see Kanan in this uh, robe. Trust me. It's pretty sexy
1: yeah thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) on that note we can't wait for you to join us again next week to talk about let me guess sex
2: yay I love talking about (laughs) sex (laughs) so until next
0: time yes bye for now bye for now thank you for listening to this episode of the date smarter sexier podcast where dating doesn't just stop because you're in a relationship. To have a happy and healthy relationship, we need to continue to put in the effort. For more information and a free consultation from me, please visit AndreaLaRosaCoaching.com. Until next time.